Hi, my friends, and welcome to a new episode with me. Uh, you know what? I always try to find like some sort of flow with this podcast, like a consistency. And so many times I've said, okay, I'm going to post something new every second week, every third week. But it just it just never ends up that way. And I would much rather make sure that every single new episode is something that I have thought of and really worked on. And like I write my little script of things that I like how I want to lay out the episode so that they turn into I want them to be full, complete sort of essays or um, chapters for you guys. So I'm going to keep this podcast inconsistent and uh, make sure that every new episode is something that I am really proud of instead of just trying to post something often. Um, so I guess uh, my podcast is very aligned with me, how I am, which, uh, you know, take it or leave it. Anyway, today I want to talk about minimalism in the context of how I use minimalism to cure and deal with overwhelm. I have actually done a podcast episode on minimalism before, but that was probably like four years ago by now. And, you know, the great thing with developing your own life philosophies and life principles is that they evolve and change as you evolve and change. You kind of throw some old beliefs out and fine-tune others. And what you need and want throughout your life is going to be different every single phase. Like what I need and want in my life now is very different than 10 years ago. And it's, it's going to be different in 10 years from now. So I wanted to do an updated episode on how I still use minimalism as a foundation for my lifestyle. And I'm also going to try to sort of mirror it in my previous episode or bring up how I described it back then and maybe see how it has evolved for me today. And maybe you already are practicing the principles of minimalism and then I hope that you will just maybe get some good new advice on things you can implement or you're completely new to minimalism and then I hope you can feel a bit inspired about trying it out and slowly implementing some of these principles in your own life. So this is how I started my previous episode on minimalism. I said... For me, having a minimalism lifestyle means having less and doing less in order to have more time, space and energy for the things that really truly matter to me. It helps me free myself from overwhelm, stress, find clarity and straighten out my priorities. I think I hit the nail on the head here. The first thing that I think about when I hear minimalism is focusing on the essentials and eliminating the fluff, the things that are unnecessary. I think that that is the trap with our world today. It's so easy to just collect things. And when I talk about things, I mean both physical and mental things. It can be internet conversations, internet relationships. I know myself when I go on Instagram and I start scrolling and I see statements that I don't agree with, that, that really trigger me. That I, I bring with me 
that energy throughout my day. That is against my minimalistic values. If I would implement my minimalism in social media use, I would unfollow people that drain my energy and I would make sure to only follow accounts that really truly uh, contribute to my days. But let's go back. Let me see where I'm going to start here. I think that the biggest developments from how I used minimalism a couple of years ago to 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 today is that I have started adding it into all my different life areas. So whenever I do sort of goal setting or I try to visualize my life in different areas or I work with meditation and and manifestation and affirmations, I always try to separate my life into different areas. So for example, we have work and business. We have legacy, how I want to make an impact and make a change. We have health, that's physical health, that's mental health. We have relationships, friendships. We have spirituality, space to to grow my my spiritual practice. Uh, We have fulfillment, things that I enjoy doing, hobbies, fun stuff. We have art or intellectual growth. Like There are so many different areas in your life that you can really dive into when you want to make a change and find clarity. And those areas will differ you know, depending on who you are, what you care about in your life. But I, you know, I I think that everyone, no matter what, should focus on sort of some core elements, which would be work and business, relationships, uh, mental health, physical health, and, and growth, whatever that means to you. So to compare it with maybe how I used minimalism back in the days, it was just like a one big chunk of advice to myself. Eliminate the unessentials and focus on the essentials. Now I sort of do it more detailed, I would say, in all these different areas. But to just give you some background, I started thinking about this episode and how why I wanted to talk about this, because lately I've had a lot of moving pieces going on in my life. I've had several different work projects going on at the same time. I've tried to entertain several different personal friendships, old and new ones. My living situation has been a bit unsure. I've tried to organize and structure travel plans and tickets. I've tried to stick to my health and training plan. And at the same time, it's summer and I have felt this childish excitement for life and endless warm summer nights in a park or by a lake or at the pub, talking and laughing with no thought of tomorrow. But then I also have all those dreams and visions of things I want to create and achieve and And then I also have commitments and deadlines to meet and bills to pay. And, you know, life, life is, life is overwhelming. Life is hectic. If you, if you do it full out, it's, it's, it's not an easy task to go through life. And I also think everyone who's ever taken on the challenge of going after a dream in life probably knows the overwhelming feeling of, I have taken on too much. I'm in over my head. It's too much for me to handle. It's like this feeling that I started something, but I'm not strong enough to be able to carry it yet. But here I am holding it. And now I just want to cry. Maybe, or maybe you've experienced starting a new job, one level up, you got a promotion or you or went into a new workspace and you know that you need to prove yourself and, and really step up. And 
you know, maybe you walked home crying every day the first month because it was all very stressful and overwhelming and you just want safety and comfort and calm. But you know what? It's really in these moments of stress and pressure that we do grow into our fullest potential. That I believe 100%. And we should learn to take them on like I always try to explain or describe um, the state of a peaceful warrior. There's a book called The Peaceful Warrior, which is this zen-like, focused, extremely focused person who is there to overcome this task or um, he's like determined, he's a fighter, but he's doing it in a peaceful, focused, precise, conscious way. That's always how I want to take on challenges. So maybe, you know, if you can relate to this, you probably also have felt this enormous pride and feeling of empowerment when you did push through and suddenly you realized that you kind of grew into the kind of person that can ta- that can take this new level now or take this speed or or handle this task now it's like you grew a new muscle and now you can operate on a higher level in life like that's that's growth when you first feel like I can't handle this and then you push through and then you start to feel like I can handle it now no no biggie that's where to me minimalism comes in again I'm gonna come back to all those different moving pieces in life throughout this episode and always circle back to minimalism because this is how my life has been lately I have felt like there's been too much going on I have felt like I haven't been able to to really focus on each thing because there's been too much and I have gone to sleep just feeling like I want to cry it's just too much and I think that that is quite common you know feeling overwhelmed or stressed it, it sounds so negative and obviously it is a negative feeling but it doesn't have to come from negative things genuinely overwhelmed from me comes from having too much life joy too much excitement for things for (laughs) excitement for too many things so it always starts for me with having all these moving pieces because I am so excited about all these moving pieces the problem is that those pieces in life they start to spin faster and add up and suddenly they leave you feeling both happy and excited but always constantly kind of shipping for air I am someone who takes half breaths in and then suddenly I take this deep breath like I'm about to choke and people are like are you okay and I'm like oh yeah I just forgot to breathe like I feel a bit stressed and then eventually you realize that your pulse is always a little too fast this is how I always start to to feel when I realize that I need to stop and rethink what I'm doing right now. And another sign for me when I know that I need to take a look at what I'm doing is when I know that I love everything I do, but I still go to sleep feeling like I want to cry and like I just want to take a break from the world and I just want to turn my brain off because no matter how much I do in my days, I can never close the doors to those different tasks or areas. Like they're never completed. That's overwhelm to me. I also think that it has something to do with being a person who also wants a lot. I know that a lot of people who listen to my podcast are ambitious, hardworking, 
<laughs> dreamers who believe that it's possible to, to truly create the life that we dream of. Back to this feeling that life is awesome, but overwhelming. It is possible to be overwhelmed by literally the, the feeling of just loving life and knowing that there are so many magical things that we can do with our time here. So let's get to the minimalism part of this. When I start to feel like this, minimalism shows up in my life now, and I would say that that is because I have been practicing this for a while. It shows up like a strong, urgent need to just clean out, inner and outer, as quickly as possible. It starts physical. When I start to feel overwhelmed on the inside, from things in my life and I come home and there might be stuff on my shelf or stuff in the kitchen. I just see stuff like, I don't know, things I've been using and candles and, and just stuff. That adds to my overwhelm. When I start to feel overwhelmed in my life, I need to clean away the stuff. I need empty surfaces. A few weeks ago, I woke up at 4 a.m., because I was stressed and just feeling unpeaceful, like I couldn't get to rest. And I stood up and I started to declutter. I removed all the clutter in my apartments, just making sure that all surfaces were empty and clean and nothing that I don't use every day is up. I, I put it down in shelves or whatever. I cleaned my desktop to make sure that whenever I go on my desktop, everything is organized in folders. I know exactly where I have everything. I organize my hard drive, organize my phone, delete photos, delete stuff that I will never look at. And it starts for me in sort of those physical things, like an urgent need for clean spaces and surfaces. And like, I'm being brutal. I only want to keep one pair of shoes visible in my hallway because having three shoes means I have to make that choice. Minimalism to me is eliminating the overwhelm, right? I have one pair of shoes, I'm gonna use those. I put some stuff up on eBay, sold stuff that I don't use, clothes I don't wear, throw away spices that I will never use. Like I don't cook, why do I have spices? <laughs> it's like when my life feels full of material stuff, it steals a bit of my headspace and peace of mind. And also, uh, some of you know my history of living on the road, and I definitely still have this core feeling of, I want to know that at any time I can pack a bag and leave and start over. That makes me feel safe, knowing that nothing is weighing me down. Nothing is holding me trapped somewhere. And so for me, maybe not all of you can relate to this, but for me, I always feel like, what am I to do with all this stuff later on in my life? How will I get rid of it? And what if I want to move soon? Whatever else might happen, like these things stress me out. I have like furniture and, and just, I keep saying stuff, but like having stuff stresses me out because what am I to do with all this? There is, I think it's Charles Bukowski who said at some point, the less I own, the better I feel. And I, I relate to that 100%. Every single time that I sell off or throw away things that I really do not need on a daily basis, 
I feel better. I feel free. I feel light and easy. Even if it's just for the sake of starting over, you know? In my previous episode, I said minimalism enables me to put more value in experiences, growth and knowledge rather than possession, material things and money. This again is right on point for me. Which leads me into the second area that I want to talk about when it comes to minimalism. When my life is decluttered from physical stuff, I immediately have an easier time to value experiences and moments. Without sort of knowing the scientific of this, I have felt this personally and I've seen it in other people. When people get focused on physical success, big houses, stuff, expensive things, money, earn more money, 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 money. They, it's like your brain gets addicted to keeping the focus there. When I, the other way around, both for myself and for other people, see that the focus is not so much on the physical stuff, the physical success, but maybe the focus is on service, leaving a legacy, making an impact, moments, experiences. It's like there's a lightness. There's a different kind of lightness because... What I think is you can't lose a moment. You can't lose an experience. You cannot lose the impact you're making. You can't lose the legacy. You can't lose the service. If you've helped someone, you've always helped that person. But physical things and wealth and money, you can always, always lose, which means that you will always have to maintain it and be in control of it and be a little bit scared of losing it because it can happen anytime. But moments and service and experiences, you cannot lose. It also, for me, has something to do with when I feel overwhelmed by physical stuff or chasing physical stuff, chasing physical goals, I have a harder time truly being present in the moment. An example is, I treasure small moments of beauty throughout my days, like sitting on my balcony in the mornings, sipping a coffee and reading a good good book, or spending a long, quiet evening by a lake with people I care about. Just simple moments. And I, I had moments um, the last couple of weeks where I have felt overwhelmed and I started my days on the balcony like always trying to write, but my brain kept reminding me of all the physical things inside of my life, inside of my apartment, in, in, on, in the basement, the boxes I need to throw away. What do I do with all the plants when I go to Portugal? What, what about this? What about that? I have to buy curtain hangers. I have to put the bike on eBay. I have to clean up the kitchen from last night. I have to use up all the five million skincare samples and like... It's just stuff, stuff, stuff. It's never ending. So when I had this morning that I told you about where I woke up at 4 a.m. and started decluttering, after that, I can go sit on the balcony and read my book or write on my book. And there are no annoying thoughts popping up in my head because the space around me is clean and pure and free. It's like it actually is helping me to be truly present, even if it's just on a phone call with a friend or it's helping me to get truly lost in my writings 
because I don't have this nagging feeling in my head that I have to figure out what to do with all this stuff in my apartment or I have to clean, I have to do that, I have to do this. This is how I start. I start with physical. It's the easiest way to start. And so I also want to sort of weave in I did get some questions. I threw out a little poll, a little questionnaire on Instagram about um, what minimalism is to you and if you have any questions about it. And a few of you asked if you've never implemented these things before or I had one, one girl saying, I was raised to be a hoarder. Like I'm coming from a family where we collect stuff. How do I re- unlearn that and, and start minimalistic principles? First of all, I also come from a family that hoard stuff. (laughs) I definitely grew up in a household where we had stuff, 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 stuff everywhere. And they save everything. Like they save everything. Baby clothes, memories, like, ah. Anyway, that's a different topic. My first advice to, to this question, how do I start, is to start physical. Start by cleaning out your space, your workspace, your laptop, your phone. Make sure that you only keep things that you truly need, want, or that brings you joy. There is this book by Marie Kondo, I think that's her name, called mm, The Life-Changing Habit of Tidying Up or something like that. I would say it's not, it's not really about minimalism when it comes to lifestyle because it's all about cleaning up your space but it does give a good overview of how to not own so much physical stuff but where I want to take this episode is that minimalism for me is so much more than the physical stuff not owning a lot of stuff it's also about the mental space So the next area that I want to dive into that is something that I did not think so much about a few years ago when I recorded my previous episode is how I use minimalism in relationships. A lot of you who listen know about my struggle with loneliness. After having spent the majority of my life alone on the road or in foreign spaces, I grew a very cold feeling of being very isolated in the world. And this has led me to always sort of grabbing onto friendships, any friendships I can possibly find. It's like I'm so starved for human connection that I say yes and yes to absolutely everyone, no matter what. But lately, I caught myself on my way home from a coffee or a conversation with someone or even just a phone call. And I I almost felt more stressed and overwhelmed than I did before that exchange. And so this is the thing with relationships. Some people give you energy and make you feel peaceful or excited or just make you laugh. Other people actually do steal your energy and make you feel stressed and honestly sometimes a bit used and overwhelmed. So I am learning to use my minimalism principles even when it comes to friendships. When I focus my energy and time on people that align with my energy and stop giving my time to people who don't align with my energy, my social life 
just feels clean and fresh and pure and uncomplicated. That, that's really what minimalism is to me. Make life less complicated. Make it simple. Simplify, simplify, simplify. Make it minimal and simple. It also goes for online conversations. For almost a decade, again, for those of you who don't know, I started building my following when I was still in high school. I guess I was like 15 or 16. I started my Tumblr, which is where I grew my first following, and Twitter. Twitter and Tumblr. And then I had my Facebook page that also grew quite fast. And ever since then, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like 15 years, I have been active on social media. And, and previously, before, for, yeah, really like 10 years, I made it a point to always answer every single message I got on social media, every single day. Answer every tweet, every message on Tumblr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, email. Like, that meant that every day I tried to respond to other people's opinions, stories, personal struggles, and thoughts about me and what I do. There is no way you can entertain this and still go to sleep with a peaceful, clear mind. It's impossible. So I stopped this. A few years ago, I stopped it. Now, I only answer messages that are thoughtfully written or simple and sweet, but honest and kind. It's like, again, I have eliminated answering to messages that I think are unnecessary and, you know, I don't want to sound like I don't appreciate people's messages. Again, when it's like a beautiful message, someone saying that they enjoy what I do or someone taking their time to share their personal struggles or stories, that's why I do what I do. There's nothing better than getting those messages. But there are also a lot of messages, I'm sure, if you have ever shared anything on the internet that you have created, people love telling you what they think about it. I every day get people's opinions about my books and my music and my podcast and it's like okay you didn't like it cool I hope you feel better about me knowing that now because now you took your time to share negative energy with me and now I know how much you hate what I do great <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, it's so unnecessary. That person could have saved themselves some minutes and instead um, found a creator that they like, that they do like, that contributes to their well-being, that contributes to their days. And I could have spent those minutes reading and answering messages from someone who aligns with my energy and aligns with what I do. So again, this goes back to eliminate everything that doesn't serve you that doesn't make your day better or and you know it doesn't have to be that that serves you but like sometimes you need to read uh, criticism right and but as long as it's good thought out mature criticism that you can take and implement and become better through it that's worth my time a hundred percent but be be selective that's that's what i'm saying i guess be selective okay the third area, so now we have the physical, we have relationships. The third area is goals, dreams, and visions. This is a new 
discovery for me, how I can use minimalism in this area. I have never experienced my goals and dreams as overwhelming before. My entire life has been about dedicating myself fully to my goals and dreams. And I I truly have lived for them. I still do. For as long as I can remember, I have started my weeks by reading through my mission statements. I have this written down. What I want to stand for, what I want my life to be about, and what I'm working towards right now. And I visualize my ideal life. In six months, one year, five years, seeing myself grow into this person who makes an impact and leaves a legacy. Having those visions and and dreams and visualization uh, moments, they have pushed me forward and they keep me excited to wake up every morning. But lately, I have started to feel a strange sense of overwhelm and almost anxiety from the thought of just reading through my goals and being reminded of them. So this is what I think has been happening. When I was younger and started out, I had large, massive goals and I was such a dreamer. I truly believed I would achieve anything I put my mind into. The difference today is that today I know I can achieve anything I put my mind into. You can too. But today I fully understand how that will happen. When I was younger, I didn't think about the daily strategic execution and yearly KPIs and the grind it would take to actually reach that goal. You know, when you're younger, you just, you just, (laughs) you, you believe in magic. I just believed in myself. I would make it happen, whatever. Today I, I visualize my higher goal and it's, it's not lofty, it's not vague, it's concrete and precise, every single detail. And it's 100% totally achievable. But today I am experienced enough to understand the amount of work and time and effort and resources it will take. And the, the, the sheer knowledge of that massive journey ahead of me Wow, makes me feel overwhelmed and tired. So how does minimalism help me here? First of all, and this is important, this is maybe the most important part of this podcast. When my own dreams and visions make me overwhelmed, I know I have made things too complicated. I have made life too complicated. Then... I go back to reminding myself of what areas in my life I prioritize. These are my areas and I truly urge you to think about your own. And this is not something you come up with in five minutes. I have carefully thought about those areas and those words and those statements. And I have them written down on the first page in my visualization document. So... My core areas that I truly care about are health, passion, intellectual growth, location independence, art, and community. This is what I care about and what I want in my life. Nothing more, nothing less. 
And again, these words are carefully chosen to make sure I don't leave anything out that I know I would like in there. Health, passion, intellectual growth, location independence, art, and community. Then I look at the goals that I have collected the last few months and that now make me overwhelmed. Very often, I then find that with time, I started adding dreams and goals that really don't have anything to do with my main core areas in life, my priorities in life. Maybe I got caught up in a worldly trend or hype and started to think I also had to achieve that thing or own that thing or go to that place. But when I go back to my own values, it's really not needed. I basically make sure that I only have goals and visions in that document that are in alignment with my core life values and priorities. Because everything else is just clutter, overflow and fluff. It's not needed. So I strike out every goal that feels unnecessary. Now I wake up and I know that I have a few clear, precise goals. And I make sure that I only spend my time on projects and daily tasks or meetings that support my core life values. I eliminate the fluff, the clutter, unnecessary energy thieves and only keep the essentials. That's minimalism to me. My days are simpler, but more precise. I cut out the clutter, inner and outer, so I have more space and energy for the things I truly care about. So to summarize where we're at now, after all these areas, we have no unnecessary physical things stealing our mind energy around us. Our home, our workspace, our kitchen, car, desktop, bag, bookshelf, it's all clean and full of empty space to find peace in again. We do not spend our energy or mental space on people who do not contribute to our peace and happiness. We only work towards goals and visions that actually align with our inner core values and priorities. We have eliminated the things we thought we wanted because society or friends or hype made us believe we wanted it. So now we have the peace of mind to only work on the things we truly, truly care about. And this, in return, will mean that we have freed up our day and now we only spend time on things that we actually truly deeply care about and want in our lives. Things that contribute to us becoming the greatest versions of ourselves. Um, lastly, I want to sort of quickly touch on the subject of money and wealth. Because I feel like the world has become a place where 15-year-old girls pose on Instagram with bags worth $5,000. And, you know, sometimes I feel like a slight part of our society missed the, the part about internal wealth. So after I have gone through this process described in this episode, I find myself realizing that I really do not need a lot of money in order to live a truly full, rich and exciting life if 
I stay dedicated to my core values. An expensive piece of clothing or physical thing is not going to do anything for my core values, which again are health, passion, intellectual growth, location independence, art, and community. Do you see that? I only really need these six things to be me in all my weird and glorious ways and live the life I still want to live. So once I have this clarity, with every little decision throughout my day, small and big things, I ask myself, is this going to contribute to my core values? If not, I let it go. If I start believing I need to look a certain way to fit in, will looking like that support one of those six areas? <laughs> no. If I think I need a big, fancy, expensive car, will it support my values? No, it's literally going to clog up my peace and brain space because now I need to be worried about insurance and how to take care of this expensive car and maintenance and all the other things I actually wouldn't even know about because I don't have a driving license. But you get the point. And, and also, you know what? Sometimes in life, in phases, indulge. Like, go for it. Go wild. But I always, always seem to come back to this, to a minimalistic way of approaching my existence because it keeps me calm and at peace. I feel clarity and my overwhelm is gone. When I have gone through this process of um, minimizing my life, of cutting out the clutter to only keep the essentials I no longer feel overwhelmed I know exactly what I have what I want and what I enjoy in my life so again to answer this question how do I start if I have never practiced this before or done this before start small and start on both ends so start on one end with the physical and on the second end with your internal values. So number one, put away things around you that you don't use on a daily basis. And, and you know, that could be as simple as things that you maybe have visible on a shelf, but you don't use every day. Just put it in a drawer instead. You don't have to see it. As long as you see things that sends a signal to your brain and your brain is going to acknowledge it and you're using your energy on that thing now. And number two is get clear on what you truly need, care about, wish for, and prioritize in your life. It all starts with figuring out what is essential to you and what is fluff and overflow. Once you know this, you can slowly start to prioritize the essentials and deprioritize the fluff. Make life simpler, always. All right, my friends, that's everything I had to say about minimalism this time. Um, you know, I want to end by saying that everything that has to do with what I would call your own life principles, your own life philosophy and principles, um, I share 
what I have developed for myself that works for me and that makes me feel better. And, and that's not, nothing I share will ever be something I have invented. I read all kinds of different books and listen to all kinds of different people and practice all kinds of different philosophies. And then I, I, I pick out certain pieces that resonate with me and I build my own little philosophy that I want to live according to. And you should do the same. Don't ever think that I am trying to push this onto you. I'm just sharing what has helped me. And I hope that you can maybe at least find um, certain parts of this that you can take and implement in your own life philosophy. You take maybe some pieces from me, then some other pieces from another person, and then maybe from a book or from a religion or philosophy or whatever you, you believe in and practice. And you build your own core um, life principle, your own book of life that you can live according to. And the only reason for this is to make your life easier, more impactful and more uh, in enjoyed. That you say it? You, I want you to enjoy your life more so that we don't have to feel overwhelmed by life. Life should be enjoyed and lived. So anyway, thank you for listening. Please write to me. Let me know what you think. If you resonate with it, if you're going to implement any of this, if you um, if you want to try it out, let me know how it goes. If you have any other questions. Um, yeah, I'm passionate about making life simpler. So <laughs> I'm always here if you want to talk. Find me on Instagram um, at justaglasschild or go to my website, charlotteerickson.com. Ericsson is spelled with K-S-S. I see a lot of people trying to find me with weird different spellings. So K-S-S is my spelling. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Bye-bye.